0: Why, hello, hi, it is Sydney. We're back. Took a couple weeks off if you didn't notice. This is like when you come back and you're like a little embarrassed because you haven't been around for a while. That's how I'm feeling right now. Don't worry, I have reasons and excuses that this episode is kind of around. It's a lot to do with coffee, if you know what I'm talking about. And so, yeah, I'm going to share with you the very long journey that this coffee process has been. But first, let's catch up for a minute. What's been happening? How are you? How's your day going? Yeah, what are you drinking? I'm having a black walnut, old-fashioned, says my father, um, before I came up here to record the podcast that my dad was like, let me make you the drink that you have for the episode today. And so I told him he could. And instead of just typical red wine, which I'm also loving, this Robert Mandavi wine. Side note, Robert Mondavi is like, I mean, if you go to any Target, you'll see Robert Mondavi wine. I've been drinking it for an eternity. And then they reached out this month and they were like, hey, we have this new bourbon barrel aged Cabernet. And if you don't know, Cabernet is like my drink. So I was like, absolutely, please sign me up. And so we partnered on wine. Anyways, that's my dream. I got L.L. Bean and Robert Mandabi in one month. I don't know what I did to deserve this. Maybe it's all of the stress from the coffee, which we'll get into, but having a hell of a month when it comes to partnerships. Um, and that's very exciting because I've worked with other people in the past who I also love, but these two were like my wildest dreams type of partnerships anyway where was i oh yeah instead of drinking wine my dad wanted to make me an old-fashioned so he knows i don't love bourbon a whole lot like the bourbon uh wine that i was just mentioning like that's really good because it doesn't taste like bourbon because there's no actual bourbon in it but this has bourbon in it and so he made it some black walnut version the point is it's delicious. That's where I'm going. See, I'm I feel new. I feel like this is the first episode of the podcast ever. I'm really sorry if you have missed it. I've gotten a few messages over the last couple of weeks saying, "Excuse me, do you do you still have that podcast? <laughs> like is that still around?" So, here we are again. But My drink is great. Hope yours is great. Whatever you are sipping on, this is definitely going to be a You Need a Beverage episode because it's a beautiful story. It's a wonderful story. This coffee has been like consuming my brain in a wonderful way. Like this has been such a wonderful experience and also a very humbling experience. Like it's been a very honest experience eight months, you know, like I'm really getting hit in the face with the realities of trying to start your own business, which is a, it's a healthy thing to go through. But because of everything that's Been going on. This is just the only thing I can talk to you about right now because the podcast has also always been like the behind the scenes. I guess that sounds silly, but like I I launch a coffee brand. Okay, well, how can I explain to them the details that not only have just gone in in like a boring way? And I don't worry. I honestly am going to tell you kind of how the whole thing came to fruition. However. I also have just been wanting to explain like there's been a couple problems with shipping and tracking certain packages and what's going on with that because I am very upfront with you and there's no other way for me to tell you these things because as soon as I tell the larger number on my Instagram versus who listens to my podcast. You know, if I even hint at like a complaint almost, like I can go on there and say, hey guys, a couple packages have gotten lost or whatever because of USPS or because of X, Y, and Z, that was my fault or whatever. I always end up getting messages back being like, no reason to feed into any negativity or don't give any time to people who might be negative towards you. Does this make sense? I feel like I'm not making sense, but this is where I can kind of just do that, where I can sit down and really explain some things to you. So we're going to do that. If you also do follow me on Instagram, you have seen that my childhood dog, Delilah, lost her leg since the last episode. Essentially, I got home at the end of October, the day I got home. Like literally an hour before I pulled into my parents' house, she broke her leg. My parents took her to have surgery. It was a long process, not just the surgery, but recovery and all this stuff. She ended up re-breaking her leg because the plate and the screws that were used were the wrong ones. We we took her to a VCA, which I now publicly feel comfortable enough, like kind of trash talking because we had such a horrible experience there. Obviously, that was our personal experience. You maybe you've had a lovely one, but this was a really unfortunate experience that we had with them. So they used the wrong plate and the wrong screws and she rebroke her leg. So we had to schedule a second surgery. And before we could even have that second surgery, her paw got very, very, very infected. And like, meanwhile, they're just blaming us for everything. Like the break was our fault. The re-break was our fault. Now her paw is terribly infected. That was our fault. I'm telling my mom the whole time, I'm like, something is so off about this. Like we didn't do anything wrong. They were saying the paw was infected because we allowed it to get wet while it was healing. This was before we could ever get the second surgery. Okay. So, It just wasn't true like her paw had never gotten wet and so we were really confused and my mom feels terrible because like her kids have moved out of the house she has two dogs now they're my childhood dogs but they've really become like her primary responsibility if you will like she just takes care of these dogs So much, like goes above and beyond as, you know, I'm sure if you're listening to this, you're the same way because we all are like that. So she feels terrible. She thinks it's her fault. Finally, I'm like, mom, we have to go see another vet. Like this person is just giving me terrible vibes. I'm not getting it from him. So we take her to another vet who sees her infected paw that's now rebroken. And we're just asking, like, okay, does she need a second surgery? What's gonna happen? And uh, fast forward, she ended up having to have her leg amputated because VCA wrapped her leg so tightly after using a plate and screws that were not suitable for her size leg, which is why it rebroke. They then wrapped the leg so tightly that it killed her leg and the blood supply was cut off. So now she's just has an amputated right front leg and so she's like learning to walk again, kind of. It's extremely sad to have to see. I know there's a lot of three-legged like dog mamas out there who've reached out to me and have said like, she's gonna do fine. She will thrive. Dogs with three legs are totally fine. And obviously while I know she will be fine. It will all be okay a year from now. She's going to be thriving. It's going to be great. She also still only has three legs now because of like the negligence of a vet. And it's also really hard to watch a dog you love go through something so physically traumatic that it. you can tell it's like causing her mental turmoil. You know what I mean? We're really going off topic from the coffee thing here, but I wanted to give everyone an update because I just haven't really wanted to post about it on Instagram every single day. So I kind of will go a week or two without saying anything and then I just give like a general update. So that's kind of what's going on. The leg has been amputated and she is just healing and trying to kind of refigure things out, I guess. Ella and Pearl are thriving. They're doing great. Ella got groomed today. Pearl goes in tomorrow to get groomed. And yeah, that's kind of where the family's at. Everything's going well. We're just all kind of focused on Delilah who's been literally like living in a pack and play because it's already in the middle of our like living room and stuff. It's from when my nephew was a baby. And so we just like have this pack and play and we just put her in it. So she can't jump up or down on things yet. Cause I mean, the amputation was like a week ago. So yeah, we're just giving her some time to heal. And she's been all drugged up, which just sucks. Like seeing your dog, she's on like sedatives and antibiotics and all this stuff. We're starting to wean her off of that, but it's just been terrible, honestly. Okay. Okay. Anyway, we're going to get into coffee. So I am going to rewind all the way to the origin of the idea. I will move along the story fairly quickly, I promise. But the real juicy (laughs) parts of these stories, I mean, it's all interesting to me. I hope it's interesting to you, like how someone has a coffee brand. How did that happen? How do you do that from like an entrepreneurial perspective? standpoint, I wish this podcast would have existed, you know, for myself, like back in the day. Back in the day. It was literally eight months ago. That was funny. But yeah, I just wish somebody would have kind of told me how to do anything. I don't know. I feel like I'm just kind of stumbling my way along as we all are, obviously. But if you're interested in not just a coffee brand, but maybe doing anything like this, or even just having a small business, I have definitely dealt with a lot of highs, a lot of lows, a lot of struggle, a lot of like last minute changes and fixes and learning as I go, thinking that everything is just perfect and we're ready and let's launch to holy shit, there's like a million other things that I have to do now and kind of play catch up. So we're gonna get into all of that. And before going, per usual. I'm still in therapy, so we're going to talk about it. BetterHelp is the online counseling platform we all know and love. It's where I've been getting therapy now for all of 2020, I think. Maybe even back in 2019. I can't even remember how long I've been using BetterHelp. Therapist's name is Kayla. What up? We love her. And yeah, she's like a therapist and a coach. Like she's a certified coach as well, which I, I personally love this. I don't, I do not have to talk about any of this. I just do it. But the reason I like the fact that she's a coach is because she also can give like tangible action items. You know what I mean? Like do this, your homework is this, and I can actually go into the real world after leaving that phone call and apply it to my day-to-day life instead of only talking about the emotional things and whatever it is that we talk about that day. She ends every phone call with... Okay, now how do you want to take care of this, or how do you want to move forward, or what do you want to do this week? Whatever it is, and I really like that. So BetterHelp is like I said, online counseling platform. You'll be assigned a therapist. If you ever don't like jive with the first therapist, that's okay. I've had a couple people over this last year, maybe probably I think two that I remember say, hey, I was assigned to this therapist. I signed up through your code, and I just don't love the person I was given. And that's totally fine. It's also normal. And I'm not trying to just say that because I'm sponsored by BetterHelp for the podcast. I'm really saying that because even if you are going to an in-person therapist, it is extraordinarily common. It's almost like almost wanted because this is a person that you're going to be telling everything too hopefully and like somebody that you'll feel comfortable enough to open up to so you want it to be someone that you you feel like you can do that and that's not always going to be the first person I don't know how I got very lucky that Kayla was the first person I was given but if you don't love you the first person that is totally fine uh it's literally a click of a button and they'll assign you to someone new who like you know they'll ask you some more questions hopefully find someone better and then hopefully your second person you will love as much as we love Kayla. so you can join over 1 million people prioritizing their mental health today that's really the only part that i have to say so it's so funny that i talk for like 4 minutes about it but if you want to join all of those people who are going all for their mental health you can use code divine go to betterhelp.com/divine it should be applied then but if it's not just use code divine you'll get 10% off and let's get into the episode and talk all things coffee Ooh, okay, let's buckle up for this wild ride. I also just took a very large drink of that old fashioned, whatever it is that my dad made. It is delicious, but boy, it is strong. Okay, let's rewind. Okay, back into February, 2020, all things are normal. What is COVID? We don't know her. It is going great. We're at the beginning of the year. I'm sitting in Revolution. It's a coffee shop in Encinitas slash like Carlsbad. I don't know, it's like North of San Diego with my friend Alexa and we are just going there every single day. We're loving life. We're about to kick 2020 in the ass. You know what I mean? Like everyone was feeling it at the beginning of the year and we're going there every single day. We would work all day, every day, we would look up, ask a question. Like I'd be able to ask her kind of a business question. What should I do about this? And we'd sit there and brainstorm and talk for 15 or 20 minutes. And then, you know, she would look up later and we'd do the exact same thing. It was so productive. We were just, we're getting a lot done. We were really good at helping each other kind of explore different things we could do, just being very productive. Also, Jared was there very often. And I think he was there on this day, but one day, we land on me selling merch. So it's me, Jared, and Alexa. were sitting there. I probably have an iced oat milk latte. That was like my drink. It was like $7 a piece. And I think I was slamming it like three a day. I kid you not. I was getting very, very obsessed with these iced oat milk lattes. I still am to this day, but something about Revolution and that particular drink could not get enough of them. Also, I was getting a lot of avocado toast. <laughs> Growing up in Indiana, I I think I've told this on the podcast before, but I did not know it's so embarrassing I'd had guac before, but I had did never seen like an avocado because my parents would just buy like guac in a container. So in college, I saw my friend Daphne open an avocado, like cut it or whatever. And I was like, what is in your hand? And she was like, this is an avocado, Sydney. Or is that, are you're joking. And now I know what avocados are, obviously. But so avocado toast, kind of a newer thing for me and it's delicious. So at Revolution was getting it every day with these iced oat milk lattes. I'm really going away from the point, but we're landing on me talking about merch, okay? So what should I, like, should I sell merch? I wanted to do something like better than just like a t-shirt or something, which I eventually want to do clothing of some kind, but that just, I was like, that's just not the the bang I want to come into the world with of like selling something that I love and I'm passionate about and I know about. Granted, I did get a fashion business degree. <laughs> uh, that's beside the point. I really wanted something I was more passionate about than t-shirts and hoodies. Like, certainly to start my whole like merch or whatever, right? So, Alexa was already selling her book and some other things. She's an author, and Jared was selling like typical like clothing merch and hats and things like that. So, that morning on my Instagram story, before getting to the coffee shop, I had shared the story of my Tigger mug. If you don't know the story of my Tigger mug, basically growing up my entire life, my dad had this one mug. It was like this holy grail, sacred mug in the house. Couldn't touch it because if you dropped it or broke it, like, I mean, the world would end. It was the only thing he would take to the firehouse, bring it back to the firehouse every single shift. And so when I left for college, he had found on eBay, even though it was like 20 years old, or like his was 20 years old, he had found on eBay the exact same Tigger mug. And He just loves it because he's like, it's the perfect handle. It's the perfect weight. It's the perfect size. And so he had found the exact same one. He gifted it to me the day I moved into my dorms freshman year. And he was like, you know, whenever you miss us and whenever you miss home, just have a cup of coffee and you'll be, we'll be drinking coffee together, essentially. And I thought that was really sweet. We'd also always had coffee together. So since I was like four years old, my dad would put coffee in my like, what do they call it? Sippy cups. And so it would be like 10% coffee, 90% milk. And then as I got older, it was more coffee, less milk. So I've really been drinking coffee to some extent since I was probably three or four years old because I loved the taste of it and I just wanted to be like my dad. So naturally, we're talking about merch and what I can do. I'm literally drinking and I still milk latte and I had just posted this morning on Instagram this, you know, story of the Tigger mug and why it was sentimental to me So someone mentions me selling coffee and it was kind of the perfect idea and it all just clicked inside my head. The same way that me knowing, like when I saw someone living in a van, that just like felt like it clicked, you know? I never really doubted it. I never really felt like, what am I doing? I've had very brief moments like that over the last couple of years, but I've always stayed very strong and steady in my decision of living in the van. And this felt like one of those moments and by the end of the conversation, we had decided <laughs> that I, for the rest of 2020, was going to try and start a coffee brand and sell a minimum of 50 bags. I just wanted to sell 50 bags and that was the original goal was to at least have a coffee brand somehow, way, figure it out and to sell my first 50 bags by the end of this year. So I started googling private label coffee or white label coffee and this basically means putting my name on another company's coffee which is also kind of what I ended up doing but very differently. When I was looking looking at private label coffee, it was companies that all they do is white label, right? So they just make a ton of coffee and then they send 20 different brands that you may know their coffee, but they're the ones that are actually making it. So I was just going to be one brand among many selling this type of coffee. And the reason why this was not sitting well with me is because I'd never had the coffee. And I was like, so other people are going to be selling the exact same coffee I have. And I, I don't have like, I don't have a love for that coffee. Like, it just kind of sounded silly to me. I was not in love with that original plan. Also, as I was emailing these companies to, like, try and maybe get a white, like, just kind of have the conversation, none of them asked any questions about, like, who I am, what's going on. There was, like, no interest. It was just, how many do you want? how many pallets do you want? We have to have a minimum of 1,500 pallets. And I was like, okay, (laughs) how many coffees is 1,500 pallets? Like, holy shit, I was just trying to sell 50 bags, yo. And so then they were like, well, what do you want? Well, this is just going to be the price. It was very dry. And I was extremely nervous because I had no idea, obviously, what I was doing. And a few of them did not even email me back at all. So I ended up shelving the idea all together and spending the rest of my time in San Diego working on my website and social media and like everything else. And this seed had really been planted in February during that conversation and over the course of the next, you know, maybe week that I had sent those emails. But when nothing felt like it was happening, like immediately, I kind of just shelved it, moved on and kept it in the back of my mind for later which I also don't recommend doing at all. If something's not working right away, you should definitely keep with it, but it's fine because it all ended up working out. We know this. Okay, so that's February. Fast forward about mid-March. COVID happens. Said that weird. COVID. And suddenly I'm quarantined with a completely different group of people. Alexa had returned to Ohio. Jared... I'm not even remember, I don't remember what he was doing. I think he went up to Portland right then. So now I have every single day in the middle of the desert, Henry, Brie, and Katie. Brie, actually all three of them. They've all had podcast episodes. We know them. And they were in my van every single day working, just like I had been at this coffee shop. It was very productive time for me at the beginning of 2020. Well, I guess the whole year. Anyway, one thing about Brie and Sean, Sean is Brie's partner, is that they are obsessed with coffee. Like They had brought it to a whole new level. I loved coffee, but I hadn't really figured out exactly how to make such a high quality coffee in my van. I just knew I needed coffee in the morning. And I knew good coffee, but I was struggling to find one that I loved making in my van without having to spend a ton of money on it. So, I would open my door every morning in quarantine just to let Ella out and play and Pearl go to the bathroom or whatever, and I would get back in bed, okay? (laughs) Happened every single day. Sean, they have two dogs as well, so they would open their door about the exact same time. And Sean would come into my van. I'm like laying in bed. Okay, I'm awake. I'm scrolling on my phone. But Sean would always, you know, ask if he could come in or whatever. He would jump into my van. And by the way, this was not expected ever. I was like so grateful every single day because I couldn't believe he was doing this. But he would get in my van, open my fridge, take the oat milk out of my fridge, grab coffee if they were out whatever he my mug and then he would go back to his his van they would make this i mean they like what's it called take the temperature of the water they they do the whole thing they hand grind it that was really the first time I was introduced to hand grinding as well. So then five minutes later, he'd walk back into my van, put the oat milk away in the fridge and have a mug full of delicious coffee with oat milk. And he would like heat up the milk. And this was just the first time where I realized, holy shit, you can have like the best coffee. And that was also, they introduced me to Stumptown, which is also now a coffee that I really love. But coffee had all, now become this like ritual, even in quarantine and I started thinking again about how important coffee had been in my life like it's kind of embarrassing but everywhere I go it's what brings me together like with my people with the people that are around me it's the first thing that we do in the morning every single day in quarantine it's what brought all my friends and I out of our vans and we would all have our coffee together I mean once Sean brought me the coffee I did get out of bed okay But in San Diego, it's what we all, we would all meet at the cafe, me, Alexa, and Jared, and we'd work there. And it's just always been kind of like a sacred little time for either myself or when I'm with other people for us to experience together. The idea of making my own coffee obviously comes back to me around this time in quarantine, but this time it was more than just wanting to simply sell coffee. I just want to sell 50 bags. I kind of ditched that and I wanted it to be as important as coffee actually is to me. So I wanted the brand to obviously reflect that. So after thinking about it, even just for the, you know, a couple days in quarantine, I'm talking to Henry, Katie, and Brie about it. We're brainstorming again. I have the greatest friends and the only place I felt I could work with, partner with, at least learn from, like if I was going to literally make my own coffee, I at least wanted to be able to learn from somebody and have kind of a friend in this. And so on a whim, I also, my ex-boyfriend Lee was at, I think, quarantining with us at this time. And he had kind of given me advice, which he's phenomenal at giving advice. This is no like Thi- like whatever on him. But he was like, you know, when you send an introduction email, just make it short and sweet and quick and whatever. So that's kind of what I had been doing. And when I reached out to Dollop, and I'll explain how Dollop came into the picture in a minute, but when I thought about dollop or when I emailed them, I really laid it all out. I I said, this is who I am. This is what I do. I live in a van with my two dogs. Here are some photos. This is why I want to sell coffee. This is why I, I want to do it with you or learn from you or have some kind of relationship with you. I have experiences at dollop. I love your coffee. This is why I really sent him like, Well, at the time, I didn't know it was a him. I sent it to an info at, like, dollop. And I just kind of sent it into the universe. And I was like, whether I hear back or not, I should have sent that email. Like I was very happy that I had sent that and tried because Dollop is the coffee spot that was in between. I think I said this on a past podcast, but I feel like if this is the whole episode is about coffee, I should tell the whole thing. And so I lived on State in Monroe. Yes, State in Monroe in Chicago. It's downtown. And I worked on Monroe and Clark. So it's about two blocks of a walk. And Dollop is right. 55 East Monroe is one of the dollop locations. It's right in between where I lived and where I was working. And I was working all the time. Like we all know this. I've told this story before. I was working 70 hours a week. I was miserable. And on my way to work, I would stop at dollop. It was, I mean, one of the best times of my day. Dollop is very cute. It has good energy. And I always loved going there. And if I needed to like escape from work for a few minutes, I would just stop at that location. I would leave work. I'd go there, get my coffee, whatever. You get it. So... That's really what led me to reaching out. I was like, this is a place. I mean, I went there hundreds of times. Like, I I would go there every single day. So, it was the place that made the most sense for my story and my brand and somebody who I actually cared about and wanted the relationship with. So, about 20 minutes after I sent this email, now, mind you, I've sent a good dozen of emails, you know, before to the private label people. They were very rude, very cold, not necessarily rude, but, you know, like the conversation just sucked. So, 20 minutes later, I get an email from the owner of Dollop, which as like a Dollop customer, I was like, what the hell? Like there's 16 locations. This man runs 16 locations. You know, it's a small business, but like it's a big business to me. You know, you have 16 coffee locations around Chicago. And 20 minutes later, the owner is emailing me setting up a phone call, he immediately was like, this sounds amazing. I'm, I'm very interested. I can't wait to talk to you. Thank you so much for reaching out and choosing us to potentially have some sort of relationship with. I'm looking forward to talking. We ended up talking that day we had just a great rapport from day one. I mean, he was so interested in my story. He, he asked me all kinds of questions. He asked me about my dogs. He told me about his kids. He told me about his twins. Like, you get my point. We just had a very, very great relationship from the very beginning. And by the end of that week, I had already like virtually met the graphic designer at Dollop and he had started working on my bags. And Dan and I, we were talking every single week to go over whatever we needed. Right, like what roasts I wanted to do, what kind of roasts I wanted to create, what flavors I wanted involved, and just all of these, everything started kind of coming together. It felt like it was coming together quickly, but like simultaneously, because there was so much to do, it was like also taking an eternity. And so, months went by, the b- bags had been like tweaked a few times, and then they were ordered. And so, I mean, that takes I think I was like 30 to 60 days just for the bags to come in. Once they had been ordered, the coffee had been tasted and tested and tasted and tested and all of the things and they were going to fulfill everything because they already had all of the equipment. I obviously cannot roast my own coffee in the van so they could kind of make it happen, ship it, and do everything. I mean, they were really going to take care of me tremendously. I was extremely grateful. We were going to be splitting a lot of like profits and anything like that, so they were definitely getting something out of it as well. My job was really marketing and I I mean, as well as taking part in like what coffee I wanted, of course, but they were going to be able to make the coffee itself, like roast it, whatever, and then fill the bags and ship everything out. So eventually, and I I am skipping some, like a a lot of some details, probably doesn't seem like I'm skipping much, but I I promise I am. And so you fast forward nine months and- We're now maybe 30 days ago, let's say October. And I'm holding a bag of coffee that was my own. It had my dog's names on it. It had like their faces graphically, you know, like not a picture, but you get my point. And so I spent a couple of weeks, which was just recently, taking photos, creating a website, and which I'd already been working on the website a little bit, but now it like had to actually be finished. And as the weeks go by, it's like... A week before, so I I told everyone what launch day was. Okay, yeah, we're already there. I know, I fast forwarded. I wrote notes out as to how I wanted to present this But anytime I write too specifically, I end up going off the notes. I'm just calling myself out now per usual. I end up going off my notes too much, but I also don't want to forget anything. So I kind of have to. So hopefully that's not annoying you right now. But anyway, so we are, we're in the week of launch. Okay. Everything has come together. It's really gone splendidly. I've been shocked up to this point, how well things are going Don't worry, we're getting there. We're about to go real off the rails and off my notes soon. But the days leading up, Bree, who's phenomenal, I now have her run some of like my Pinterest and some things I just genuinely do not have time for anymore. And that's also her like trade. That is what she is an expert at. Is just some like back end stuff and Pinterest and website stuff. So, week of launch, Brie is sitting on the phone with me for hours and hours and hours working on shipping. Shipping was ruining my life. The reason shipping was ruining my life because Dollop is doing your shipping, right? Right. Well, they have a system of their own. I have a system of my own because the orders are coming onto my website and coming into my system. And then they created a system sorry, (laughs) stick with me. They created a system that was going to talk to mine, essentially, okay? That sounded stupid, but basically mine was going to send the orders over to theirs and they would be able to fulfill it and then ship it to all of you to enjoy. But as the days had been leading up to the launch day, we had found some like glitches and problems and the system's not like communicating correctly and Shipping was also way more expensive than I had anticipated. Like to ship one bag, it was eight, $8.50. But to ship two bags, it was like $9. Like it only went up 50 cents. And I was like, okay, well, I can't charge people for one bag $8.50, Sydney. That just doesn't even make sense. So Brie and I are just trying to figure out all of the glitches, all the struggles, and trying to figure out, you know, how can I charge less without like literally losing money? And so we were just kind of going back and forth. And I, I, we probably changed my end of the shipping stuff at least a dozen times. And I'm talking like up to 12 hours before launch. I mean, we talked that week about six to 10 hours a day trying to perfect the shipping system, which is why where I'm going with this is it gets a little frustrating because we had worked so hard to perfect that part of things. Probably harder Uh, for my website and shipping and tracking. We'd probably worked harder on that than anything else, which sounds sad, but everything had, I'd had, you know, eight months to like do this. And then the last week I just assumed shipping was going to be pretty easy. And I I was, I was highly wrong. Okay, and this is where my notes end because I wrote out my notes a couple weeks ago when I thought that this was just where I say, that's how we created Divine on the Roast and isn't it cool? Okay, see you guys later. No, well, this is the encore that nobody asked for. So shipping is supposed to be great, okay? We kind of figure it out. We think we have as good as it's going to get for launch day so I launched. And all, you know, orders start coming in, especially on launch day. I had anticipated that because I had a specific date and time. People, you can now order, go, you know? So I knew people are going to be excited. Okay, three o'clock. I'm I'm ordering at three o'clock. I knew this was going to happen. I had told Dan, he's the owner of Dollop, who, by the way, I love dearly. Like, Dollop and Dan are phenomenal, and he runs a phenomenal business. But he had anticipated a ton of orders over the course of the first few weeks. Well, within like an hour, we just have hundreds of orders because, I mean, I people were excited. I was so excited. I'd been talking about this for eight months and Dan does not do social media, so he doesn't fully get that part of things, Okay. I'm also trying to say all of this to paint him in a beautiful light because that's what I think of him and his team. But they just were not anticipating that within the first few hours. So they immediately get slightly overwhelmed, but it's fine. Alejandro is my man. He works at Dollop. He was going to be taking care of all my shipping that week. He knows exactly what to do, how to do it. Our systems are working. And literally the day after launch... I know, I mean, it sounds like I'm making this shit up, but I can't. Couldn't if I tried. Alejandro hurts his back doing like shipping stuff, not necessarily for my brand. I'm not sure what he was working on, but he like hurts his back really badly. And so he can't do it. And so Dan had to have someone fill in for that specific position due to COVID. Dan is already down employees just to make it like a safe working environment. So he had to have someone come in who does not typically do that. And there were just, I would say 90% of people's orders were perfect, but 10% of the amount of orders we had, I don't know the exact number. Otherwise I would just be transparent and tell you, but 10%, it was too many to have made mistakes on. And there were just too many mistakes for me to feel comfortable. Like, Over the course, you know, for the first several days, everything's great. I don't even know anything's going on. I didn't even know originally that Alejandro had hurt his back and that he's going to be out for a while. But this guy is, you know, bagging my coffee, which by the way, the coffee's fine. Everything. the it is delicious. I feel like I'm not. I hope I hope you guys are going to stay with me here and not make assumptions because everything is it, it truly is splendid. It was just this one this one I'm sure lovely individual who was in charge of my shipping and 10% roughly of the orders were sent as partial orders and a lot of them were not sent out at all but he was marking them as fulfilled because um, of a few things that he had done. I could not have like the tracking numbers and the systems. There were like, it just, you know, maybe a week after launch, if that, I started getting emails from people saying, you know, hey, uh, I'm so excited. I just haven't received an email that it shipped. You know, is is it going to? Like, I just want to make sure you received my order. Everyone up until this day even has been so patient and so kind to me. And I hope it's because of the relationship that I have like set with you guys, and the way that you've set it with me as well, because I I have always been very upfront with you, and and I was also trying not to on Instagram paint this in a bad light and go on and and especially address something that's only affecting ten percent of the people, but when ten percent of my people you know, a a few people every day are emailing me saying, hey, this happened, or hey, I finally got my coffee and it's only one bag instead of two or whatever the case was. And so it just started making me feel really out of control. And when I had a question on tracking, I have to go to Dan and I text him and I say, hey, do you have tracking for so-and-so? They're asking about their order and he he has the tracking information because it's his system that's shipping it out. And I after, you know, the last 2 weeks of this happening and everything has been taken care of by the way. All orders have been shipped. Everything is going wonderful. Everybody enjoys the coffee and loves the coffee as much as I do, which is the bigger picture here because I was so I just I just wanted everyone to love the coffee because I love it so much. I'm so proud of it. But the the last thing you want as a beginner in a business is for people to have their first interaction with your business is a negative one. You know, people waiting a week or two to get my coffee and then they get it and they're like, oh my God, okay, well, (laughs) it's only half of what I paid for. Can I have the other bag of coffee? And so Being the highly paranoid, anxious human being that I am, I was being really mentally affected by this. And this, if you are listening to this and you've reached out because of a coffee order mistake, you have not in any way contributed to stress or anxiety. If I were you, I would have emailed too. You paid and you deserve exactly what you ordered. Of course, obviously, it's just that I felt, and I did, have an extreme lack of control over the problems that were at hand, the problems were with shipping. I have no way of helping with shipping. And so that's kind of where things were really hitting the fan for me. The point is, I don't really think anyone knows where the problem is going to be when you're starting a business. And I was very much shown that for me, I got so lucky. Other people would have hit a million roadblocks along the way. Because of Dollop, I was just smashing through all of those. Like I was just full force ahead. Like, everything was going wonderful. I didn't have any issue whatsoever until post-launch when... A handful of people get the wrong order or what it was. Nobody got the wrong order, but like a partial order or they're waiting way too long. It doesn't help also (laughs) that this is happening. COVID holidays, you know, just Black Friday launch, like it's the busiest time. So post like the, the mail services are already backed up and overwhelmed. So things were taking too long regardless of when it was shipped So what we have decided moving forward, and this is simply, I Dan, and I just got back from Chicago yesterday, actually, and Dan and I sat down and I I explained this to him as well. Not that I needed to, he totally is, he's so on board with me and like the things that I ask for. He's in- so incredibly kind to me, but I basically just told him my anxiety can't do it. It literally just cannot. I can't handle not having control over my people. Like you guys are my friends. You're my family. I don't like it that you you don't know when it's shipped or what's going on or when it's coming or it's a wrong order, like whatever it is. I, I just don't like that. And not to say we have to bat 100 because I know mistakes are going to be made. I'm totally fine with making a few mistakes, but this was more mistakes than I felt comfortable with. And so what we're going to be doing starting on January 1st is that my mother, bless her sweetheart, is going to, so I've actually done this mostly already, but it still has some work to be done. The guest bedroom in my parents' house is going to be turned into the Divine on the Roast warehouse. And it's still gonna be the exact same coffee. We're actually expanding roasts because that's like, first of all, that's what dollop does. They are the kings of coffee. Dan knows coffee better than anyone I've ever met, as does his team. They literally will taste a cup of coffee and they'll be like, oh, that's Peruvian. Oh, this one. Yep, that's Guatemalan. Okay, this one, that, yep, that's from Honduras. Like, they can just, uh, they, it's incredible. These people and the way that they can taste coffee and just know every note. It's like how uh, Somalia is with wine. So they don't need to be shipping out all my coffee. And like, especially once I do have merch and stuff like that, it's like, it, it just wasn't really going to work anyways, long-term. So that room in my parents' house is going to be the Divine on the Roast warehouse where every month, and the shelf life on these is, is three months. So one month is no problem at all. Every month we're going to order, you know, however many bags we think we'll need for that month. And my mom will have an organizational little system in the guest bedroom. And my mother, oh my God, I honestly just can't tell you how much I love her. She's the most helpful, proactive woman on the planet. And she immediately stepped up and she was like, Sydney, I would love to do this. Like, I want to do this. Like, she's just, she is a person of organizing, organization. You know what I mean? Like, she just would thrive on this. So... She, I mean, she still has to keep her full-time job because your girl can't pay her full-time, even though I I will be compensating her. And eventually I would love to pay my mom full-time to be able to just do this. So we're going to turn that into Divine on the Roast. It's going to be all coffee, all the accessories for coffee. I'll have different mugs, more mugs, travel mugs, tumblers, whatever. All kinds of stuff. Eventually it'll be merch as well. And my mom will be able to fulfill every single order on my system on my end, on my website. So, you know, that way I'm still working with Dollop. It's still the exact same roast. It's still amazing coffee. And they'll be able to do what they do. And I'll be able to do what I do, which is maintain my relationship with you guys, work on new roasts and new projects. Because the last two weeks, frankly, I've done nothing but coffee. (laughs) Like, I've done nothing but stress and email, you know, a couple dozen people just nonstop. Like, trying to get back to them in a timely manner, trying to get them the information they want because they don't frankly care to hear, I'm sorry. And that's totally their right. You know, like they paid for coffee, they want coffee. (laughs) I feel that. And it's just taken up so much of my time and I'm totally fine with that. But it's also like disintegrating my mental health <laughs> like quickly rapidly because of the lack of control I, I do have a control issue and I mean I just don't even really care if it makes things better then that's what I want and so my mom is going to be able to ship things out and if anybody ever has a partial order or whenever a mistake arise it comes up you know arises like it's which is totally gonna happen but I will be able to get back to you immediately and say, this is what happened. The tracking is this number exactly. You will get a shipping confirmation, a tracking everything, like every detail you will be given, and I will be able to see all of that immediately without having to go through another person to get the information. That's my point. I probably am giving you way too much. I feel like if my dad <laughs> heard this, he would be like, "Okay, Sonny, you probably shouldn't have gone that far." But it is what it is, and that's exactly what I've been going through, and I've really been dying to kind of tell you, and I'm trying to skate over it a bit because. Everyone who's purchased coffee, like, you make my world go round the way that a lot of you guys made my launch day. Like, it was, I was just sitting on my laptop bawling as I'm watching this number just climb and climb and climb. And in the grand scheme of things, running a business wise, this has been like a home run. This has just been such a spectacular experience. It's only going to grow and get better. And I think a month ago, I felt like, oh, I already know what I'm doing. I already, I've got this, like we're already at the finish line. And I think this was just a humbling experience to realize like you're really, like if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a business owner, whatever it is, like you're never, like you're never at that finish line. There is no finish line, which is totally fine. And you just have to get used to that and you don't ever know what you're doing. So I will continue to live and learn, love, laugh, live, you know, I'll just, no, I'll do all of the things. Like it will, this business can only go up. I am frankly looking forward to January 1st, where We do relaunch and I am able to kind of have more control. Right now we're aiming for January 1st. My dad thinks it might be a day or two after that, but it will be when I feel comfortable and confident in my system. But because Dollop was doing the fulfilling, I also couldn't control things like the boxes that they came in and the packaging tape and stuff like that. And so now starting in January, when we launch new roasts and we do all this stuff, I'm gonna have Divine on the Road packaging tape and just like these little details, these little thank you cards in each one, in each order. And that is what I think I kind of wanted from the beginning, but I didn't know how to do that going through another person. And so now that my mom was gonna be helping me train tremendously. I'll be able to, you know, just have all these things right there and be like, okay, put this one in this, you know, whatever. We can kind of work together. And although I'll be on the road, you know, my mom is a phone call away without me feeling like I'm bothering her. Whereas when I'm calling Dan or Dollop every single day, several times a day with questions, and this person wants to know this, and this person wants that, I just kind of feel like an annoyance. And so, yeah, I feel like I'm saying so many times because I'm also having, I'm just a little nervous talking about this. But Yeah, that's pretty much, that's it. That's what's been going on. I feel like this was a way faster episode when I was looking at the notes and knowing that I had to like add on to all of that. I really expected this episode to be super long. (laughs) But again, I want to say thank you to everybody who has ordered. You can order for the rest of the year. I think we're gonna, well, I think we're almost sold out. So for the last week of December, we will likely be sold out from Christmas on. But you can order before Christmas and then starting in January, if you do place an order, then you'll have divine on the road packaging tape. If you've already ordered, uh, thank you. You are the reason like this launch, like I said, it went the way that it did. I know you did not have divine on the road packaging tape. <laughs> I, so many of you guys are probably like, okay, so we get it. You got some tape. But I was so excited about it. I was like, it's all in the details. And I just didn't do that before. Why did I not do that? So yeah, I'm just excited for all of that. I'm, I'm quite looking forward to it. And if you did have any mistakes on your coffee, I'm so sorry. The coffee itself, perfect. Okay. That's splendid. It is, you can't get, well, okay, I'm not gonna you can't get better, but in my opinion, you can't. Those are my favorite roasts ever. And starting in January, like I said, we'll have a light roast, a medium roast. We'll have the dark and the espresso that we already have. And then we'll have a decaf as well. So we're going to have five roasts. And we're going to start doing international shipping now that my mom can do the shipping. uh, Dollop simply just doesn't do international shipping for their business. So it was pretty tricky trying to get like me to be able to do international. And so with my mom doing shipping and stuff from our house, we have control over that. Uh, and she'll be able to do international shipping as well. So we still love dalla wholeheartedly. Hopefully I really drove that clear because I couldn't have a, a better and more wonderful relationship with them. And especially with Dan, who has been my direct contact since the day I sent the email. I mean, when do you send an email to a business and the owner is the one that just reaches out and you talk to you every day? When does that happen? I feel like I got so lucky and I struck gold by talking with them and and using them for this partnership and I kind of just I think I asked a little bit too much of them by wanting to do shipping however it was just extraordinarily bad timing that poor alejandro hurt his back and all of these things kind of happened but it taught me a fantastic lesson just in that there, there is no home run that we are super looking for, you know what I mean? Like problems are going to always come up and I just have to be prepared for them and know how to take care of them when they do. And I think I was a little cocky towards the end. I'm um, not cocky, but you know, I just, I was like, wow running a business. People talk about it being so hard, you know, like it's been tough. It's been a lot of work, but I don't know what they're talking about. Can't relate. Uh, And now I can, I can be a part of that conversation for sure. I had a lot of sleepless nights these last couple of weeks and probably one too many glasses of wine, but okay. So to end this lovely episode, first of all, again, sorry that it took me so long to come back. I was really at the beginning of this of, you know, realizing that some mistakes had been made. I was really not, I don't, embarrassed is the wrong word, but it's, I, I just didn't want to have to sit down and kind of confront you or confront it um, in the conversation. I was a little bit nervous. That's also why I had notes for the first part of this because I knew I would just want to race to the end and get to this stuff, but I wanted the whole coffee divine on the roast story to exist in one episode. So thank you for listening. And also I recently went to my PO box and in my PO box, I got some beautiful, beautiful letters from actually a lot of you. That was the most I've ever received in my PO box. So I'm going to read one of those letters and I do not have consent (laughs) from the writer. So I'm going to change the name at the end but the story will be the same. I haven't read this letter, by the way. So let's just read it together. Um, I might chug a little bit of this bourbon before I read it. And also, I'm going to include my P.O. box on my website. And I think it's usually on my TikTok bio. So yeah, let's all take a breath. Because I think that was the fastest episode that I've ever recorded in terms of the pace in which I was speaking. God bless my editor. Who first of all puts up with my absolute bullshit that is my consistency, but she's always so kind to me. So I appreciate you because I know you're, I know you're listening and I have no bigger goal for next year than to be as consistent as a human being can with the podcast because always at the end of an episode, man. I feel like I'm on top of the world. I feel like I just, we went to therapy. Our relationship, we went to we went to therapy. We've talked about things and I always feel so much better at the end. Okay, let's read this letter. I picked up the one that was on top, but this, I, I know exactly who this is from actually. And I don't want to say your name because I don't know that you're okay with it. But as soon as I start reading your letter, I know you're going to listen to the podcast because you, I think you do typically listen to them. You're also like a closer follower of mine, and I love you dearly. Thank you for writing me this. Okay, dear Sydney, my name is blank. Then she writes her name on TikTok and on Instagram, which I recognize all of the above. We talk frequently. Okay, so she says, I've been following you for a while on both social medias, TikTok and Instagram. I'm, oh, dang, what does that say? Haitian? Does that say Haitian? Sorry, she wrote in cursive, which is beautiful, but I'm so terrible at writing. I think it's how it says Haitian, which is cool. But since 2017, I live in Toronto, Canada. Sorry if my English is not the best, but I'm still learning. Okay, well, my, my reading is not the best, so we will get through this. Last October 2019, I got married, so I'm living here with my husband, blank, and my beta fish... <laughs> I used to have a beta fish when I was growing up. We live in midtown Toronto in a one bedroom. And until last December, I worked as a receptionist in a busy restaurant. So I understand what you went through in your years in Chicago. I had to take reservations and organize events. People can be pretty demanding, and sometimes it's very stressful to handle. Due to COVID, I have not been able to work, and I hope to find a job soon. I just listened to your last podcast with your sister. I loved it as much as all of the others. I don't think I'll ever be able to do van life because I'm more like your sister. I want a house and a more conventional life. But I really appreciate you and I enjoy watching your Instagram stories and following your adventures, your energy, your positivity, and honestly are rare to find nowadays. So keep going. I really am the worst accursive. So keep going like this. Also, if you guys ever want me to read a letter on a podcast, you can send it to my P.O. box. Uh, this is going to be a new thing that we do, maybe. So all your experiences, all the places that you post on social media are breathtaking, and I hope one day to be able to see those corners of the world, too. I'm happy that you are living the life that you chose for yourself and that you don't let the haters, in quotes, <laughs> uh, ruin your experience. I love dogs. My parents have a dachshund. His name is Pato. I am done. Why did I think this was a good idea? He's 11 and he's very cute. Uh, Thanks to you, he's taking OCBD oil and he's doing much better with his little problems due to age. My aunt also has a Maltese. He's five and his name is Toby. You can see them posing in the picture. She sent me a little picture. Ella and Pearl are so cute too. They are the best dogs and you all are an amazing family. I hope that you will launch your coffee soon can't wait to try it. Oh, this must have been written a few weeks ago. Also, my husband is a bartender and he has already an idea for a cocktail with your coffee as a base. Shut up. Shut up. We will send you a picture when he makes it. I hope that next spring slash summer you can come to Toronto and we can meet for a drink. I would love that and we will do that. I also hope that you organize the gathering in Utah and I will come if I can get time off. Hopefully we can stay in touch. A big hug to my three favorite girls. Wow, that is absolutely adorable. I'm so sorry that I'm the actual worst at reading cursive, but I gathered most of that except please do DM me and tell me where you're from because I don't feel like that says Haiti, but I don't know. If it does, that's super cool. DM me, let me know. And to everyone listening, thank you. I'd love to read your letters on here. They really just make my day every single time. I know they're not really something to be read publicly. Not all of them. If that said anything personal, by the way, I would not read it. And I, like I said, I took the names out. Anyways, love you all so much. It's really been quite the therapy session for me getting some stuff off my chest. Basically, this was a big I'm sorry to anyone whose coffee orders were messed up in any way. And a very excited looking forward to the future for everybody who's going to continue to get the coffee, try the coffee, drink the coffee, love the coffee. Thank you to everyone who's already ordered. And especially, I mean, like I said, 90% of you, (laughs) there was nothing wrong. You don't even know anything ever happened. And that's just how I like it. But I felt For the 10% pretty strongly, the last couple of days that I wanted to talk to you. And this was the best way for me to do that in addition to us emailing back and forth. So yeah, I greatly appreciate your guys' support. And I hope that even if there was a small hiccup with anybody's order, that you continue to support me and the girls however you can. And especially if it's just the following on Instagram or whatever you do. I love you all dearly and I'm on your team. I, I, I genuinely do mean it when I say I have your back and your best interest at heart. So I'm gonna go and... Have a lovely evening. I'm going to finish this old-fashioned with my dad, who's probably also drinking one, and go see Ella, who is banging up against the door right now because she wants to play. Yeah, and I will see you next week. I'm going to bring you my diary episode that I promised. I just needed to get some things off my chest. So, bye, guys.